0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: They're like, why do we want to go to the racist house? I don't like racists. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) I don't know where these things come from in my brain, honestly, sometimes. I'm so Uh, weird. It's almost 5 o'clock on a Tuesday. I get it. Hello everyone, welcome to the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host Blake Wyland, and with me today, from the land of hammers and beards, I have Mr. <laughs> Doug Cower. Hey, this is Doug, how are you guys doing? I, you know, I don't know how they're doing, they're not responding to me anymore. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> they're, like my, they're like my kids,
1: they don't, they don't listen. I, I only have one kid, so I don't know why I've said that, but anyway... Uh, I have two, and they still don't listen twice as much. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? My six-month-old doesn't listen at all, so I don't know what his deal is. He needs to get with it. <laughs> oh, man. So I like to start these things off with the general, uh, really in-depth, hard-hitting, personal question. Sure. So, I hope you came prepared for that. And, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now i'm a little nervous oh, yeah it's going okay here we go well, i mean you know i don't pull any punches on this show this is not for sissies so here we go <laughs> doug how was your day did you have a good uh, day uh
0: it was an interesting day today was a lot better than yesterday let's put it that way yesterday oh. was a not a fun day
1: oh no what happened yesterday? Yeah.
0: Well, Friday, I went to export something to the CNC, and it's over the network, and the computer I'd drawn locked up, and I thought, well, okay, you know, I guess the CNC is locked up. And I should be clear the CNC is, well, we bought it in 1999. It runs an Italian version of Windows 95 on proprietary <laughs> <What>? CPU. <laughs> yeah, with 16K of RAM and a 386 processor, if I remember correctly. And well, so I was like, it, it, okay, no edge stuff here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, I think my first cell phone had more computing power than that thing. <laughs> uh, but it works, and we own it, and it does a lot of things great. And unfortunately, so, you know, processing power isn't one of them. But, you know, so I went out there to restart it because sometimes it locks up. And it had an error code that I've seen before, and I kind of was like, oh, I don't like this error code. But I hope for the best with Windows 95, and I... Rebooted it and it was totally dead in the water all the way through yesterday. No, yeah. And so I spent all day yesterday. Uh, see, this is one of those things when you buy, when you deal with, when you own a business. These are the lovely things you get to deal with. Um, so I spent all day yesterday. I came in Monday morning. I was going to come in and work on it on the weekend, and we did some. Like Sunday, we did some of the – it could be a mechanical problem, troubleshooting. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's computer-related. Right. So Monday I came in and I I reloaded the software. I've had to do this before over the years. And it started working. Like, Yeah, it's great for 10 seconds.
1: No, and no. then it would
0: come up with some new error message. And I spent nine hours yesterday working on this thing to finally remember – oh, I should mention too – Uh, This machine is so old at this point that the company doesn't support it. Nobody there knows the software anymore. The one guy who was really good at this thing died last year. Uh, I'm like the last person on earth who probably could qualify as a tech for this machine. Uh, And the best way I can describe what was wrong with it would be like it kept coming up with a parameter error. Mm -hmm. And so it would be like if you went and got a haircut and you told the lady or the guy not to be sexist – uh, that you wanted them to use the clippers, and then for nine hours, you told them every pick- pair of clippers they picked up was the wrong pair. Uh, and then finally, after <laughs> nine hours, you went, oh, I meant, I just want
1: you to use hairspray. That's what it was. Like with this thing. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I, I apologize. I don't mean to laugh at your pain. No, but... no.
0: It, once I realized, like, what it was is, I went through this whole process, and you have to set it up, and, and it kept kicking it back, and I called SCM, the company who made that machine, and I well, we, i think you got the bad corrupted parameter file. So I kept—I went through all my backups going back 15 years at this point. None of them would work. And then finally, I remembered from the last time this happened that, like, you have to load a file that says has nothing to do with parameters. Has no, you don't load it in an area that says parameters or like it's totally some random thing. And I literally—I went, oh, I think I remember this, and I hit enter, and it worked fine ever since. Um. Oh, so hmm. today was fine. We got to use the thing again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut out things that needed yeah. cut? Oh, oh man. Just, what a day. It, 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 we went and had dinner last night, and I was in bed by 7.45. I didn't have a brain cell left after that. I was gone. I'm like, <laughs> I've used mm-hmm. a year's worth. If this thing broke every six months, I'd be really great at it. But about once every three years, it does this. And I'm like, it's just long enough that I can't remember that one part. I'm
1: like, ah. Right, yeah. and it's not often enough that you're like, I need a new one.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to spend another hundred thousand bucks right now. So. Um, yeah. No kidding. Especially when it's just a. Yeah. That's a Windows ninety five thing. That machine's fully entertaining. Uh, but it sure does what it does well when it works. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like what was it sixty forty percent of the time it works every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. so it's, oh man, that's. That is, I've been, I've dealt with similar um, problems before sure. and, and gone through similar troubleshooting methods and, and realized, oh yeah, I forgot to turn this fader up over here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's oh, like, it's the worst. Oh. but it is nice when it's like, you're like so mad for a second. Like, well, how did I forget that? And then, yeah. then, then you just go, <laughs> oh, it's
0: over. Th- oh, then it resolves itself. Yeah. yeah it's. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's just one of those things, you
0: know. Uh, that's that's the hidden cost in any business is machinery upkeep, and and that's the you know we are looking at buying a new product and related to the finishing end of our process finish system. And they emailed me yesterday, like, "Hey, are you still willing to do this?" I'm like. Yeah, but right now, I don't know what's wrong with the CNC, and I can't paint stuff I can't make, so, uh, <laughs> you know, Priorities, I kinda, right? Yeah, I can't, you know, it doesn't do me any good to have wheels for a car I don't own, so,
1: uh, <laughs> i I've, I've seen people who apply that logic, though. Yeah, well, you
0: know, I'm guilty of it, so, but yeah, so that was my, so today was fine, we just had a crazy, hectic day, and. Trying to stay in the booth as much as I could, and didn't seem like I got very far today. But uh, eh, I did. I think so. We'll see. You
1: made hopefully some start, progress.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, start putting color on some stuff tomorrow, and it's tough. We took two weeks off for Christmas, which we don't normally get to do. So it it's gonna be a while before we kind of feel like the everything is kind of flowing again a little bit. It's a little bit of a bubble. It's kind of like starting the starting the ship up again. So we're almost there.
1: Nice. Nice well good times i'm glad to glad to hear that today is uh glad we're not recording the podcast yesterday oh no, you would not want to talk to me yesterday I, I would have said, Doug Doug, remember we try to keep this this clean. yeah and you been like I don't know where I am six, right now yeah, there would have been six words that weren't
0: bleeped out in the entire conversation
1: <laughs> 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 oh man good times, good times glad well i'm glad the, I'm glad the ship is is been righted and is getting back on course i'm glad to yeah hear that. well thank you mm-hmm. well let's see let's go down let's let's go uh down some classic questions sure i don't know i don't know how, uh, how many of these you've done i know you've done some but
0: uh eh. I've, I've done I, i'm around i probably have
1: good <laughs> answers <laughs> that's all we're looking Maybe. for <laughs> that's what all we're looking for is entertainment here that's so uh, sure are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to be honest. I'm soaking wet right now, so I'm like trying to like get comfortable, and, and it's sure, it's not. It's just not gonna happen. I'm just gonna have to wallow in my in rainwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nobody you know, cares we about were, that,
0: though. I lived in Seattle for a while. We get to live up there, I and mean, we go up and visit all the time. And we did it. Our streak continues. We went up for Christmas. That's what we were on vacation for. Mm-hmm. And the day we landed, it was drizzling down to just overcast. And then this is the middle of freaking, or this is, you know, obviously the week after Christmas, you know, the worst time of year to be in Seattle. And it was sunny for three days. And then we got on a plane flew home and it
1: started raining up there again. So ha. <laughs> <laughs> so ha. Take that. Northwesterners, we still all of your back. good it'd weather. Be,
0: if we live up there full time, it'd be a drought. It'd be unseasonably dry.
1: So it was unseasonably dry this year. To be honest, like we kind of yeah. need need what our normal stuff back. So yep, agreed. The, the The river is finally getting back to a normal, and uh, all that stuff. Dude. Today on the uh, weather podcast, we talk about how wet, it is. <laughs> <Yeah. and laughs> how Doug's responsible for california's drought completely (laughs) (laughs) so okay i'll try to write this ship now let's see if we can do that um good luck it's me talking here we go Uh, doug cower i think uh people would be interested in one of my classic questions sure what is your this is a long one too this will take a while i think what is your musical backstory and how did you get to, uh, how did it lead you to doing what you're doing today? Sure.
0: Um, well, I, I okay, so I grew up probably, whether I liked it or not, listening to blues and classic rock. And that's what my parents listened to. And mm-hmm. and uh, my brother went a different direction, but I stuck with it. I've always I'd say probably blues, is in, blues and jazz is probably my main two genres of music that I listen to still to this day. And I couldn't hold a tune, sing, hold pitch to save my soul growing up, uh, but I really desperately wanted guitar lessons, because my dad had, he played guitar, and I really, really wanted to do that, and my parents kept telling me that if I got good grades, that I could get guitar lessons, so eventually I just taught myself how to play guitar. Uh, it was much easier than applying myself at school. Oh, uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which I think is probably 90% of the guitar playing public, but... uh. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 that's what I grew up doing. I always wanted to play guitar. Um, I have to give 100% credit the school district that we're in. I happened to be at the school to go through for a music program, and I took, I got in a band in junior high. I, you know, they, I joined band. They make you blow on all the mouthpieces, and I could blow on a trombone mouthpiece and make it work. And so I learned to play trombone in in junior high, and um, that. I, I can't read music for guitar, but I would say that if I took anything away from that, it made me understand you know pitch, tone, you know, how to play in a band. Um, started teaching myself guitar in eighth grade and and actually let me take it back. I started playing bass uh, in seventh or eighth grade, and then my buddy started playing bass and I realized, well, I also have a guitar and I'd really rather play guitar. So I finally got serious about learning how to play guitar. Uh, okay. and got a chord book, learned some chords. And then in high school, the uh, first guy I ever started playing guitar with um, is still a good friend of mine to this day. He's our photographer. Uh, he comes in and does all our, our, well, the twice a year when really good photos show up on our website or Facebook, that's when he's here. <laughs> the rest of the time when it's like, hey, there's a guitar on a forklift, that's me. Um, but yeah, so it's, I grew up doing that and, uh, you know, got in a guitar building. Well, actually, I kind of got in guitar building backwards. Um, I had my on and on, off again relationship with playing guitar. Um, you know, I played a lot when I was in bands and then, you know, as I got older, I got back into racing. Well, I get back. I got into racing cars more and, and kind of guitar fell behind. And, and then, uh, when I got married and bought a house, the car money dried up pretty quick. And, hmm. uh, ironically, at the same time, my, my wife who was ahead of me on her teaching credentials, she got a teaching job just after we got married. And, uh, the guy this guy that she ended up working in her department played guitar and she goes oh i, I you gotta meet dave i you know i he teaches english and and he's in a blues guitar like you know i had never met anybody else at that point randomly that was in the blues and um he's like you know he goes oh you know he says there's like local jams you should come out and play and again had no idea that that existed either and and uh so he kind of got me back into guitar playing and then uh had he not done that, I probably wouldn't have been playing guitar and decided to take a stab at building a guitar. Uh, so in a way, uh, he's responsible. And that would be our friend Dave Siegel. So if you follow us and you follow Project Plan Hammer, that's the same guy. Um, that's the guitar we built for him this year. Um, gotcha. So yeah. So if I've been better at school, and even though I started college before my wife, I had I finished before her, I probably wouldn't have been building guitars at all. Uh, <laughs> I Would have finished my
1: teaching credential and had a real job. <laughs> well, that would have been a dirty shame. Uh, I don't know. There's sometimes I kind of wish I had. <laughs> oh, like when you're trying to work on a CNC machine.
0: Yeah, or you know, just pay a bill in general. Um, but no, it's kind of a weird roundabout way. My 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 dad was a cabinet builder, still is a cabinet builder. Um, you know, and so I grew up woodworking my whole life and. Um, not long after we got married and I met Dave, this piece of maple came in the shop. Um, and it was just, you know, one of the random piece of maple and it was just gorgeous. And I was like, you yeah, know, I should build a guitar out of this thing and, uh, got a bunch of parts for my birthday from my wife and took a stab at building it. And that was, I don't know, eight years ago and that guitar is still not done. And I had, you know, <laughs> I mean, it. I got it up to the point where it played and, and then I never quite finished it up cause it had. Just enough learner mistakes that I kind of moved on to doing something else and started building right. strats and tellies as a hobby. And uh, actually, I take it back. This predates when we got married because I made it a goal of mine um, that I really wanted to play guitar I built at our wedding. And so I, I built a white, Olympic white strat hardtail for myself and you know made the body and just used an all parts neck and put it together and played that at my wedding. And then uh, when the recession hit, there was not much else to do for construction work, so I started building more and more just to pass the time. And then, like an idiot, somebody saw the Daylighter and went, hey, I really like that. You should sell that. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should. And here I am today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the Daylighter. I can understand why somebody would say such a thing.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's still probably our most popular thing, I think. Banshee's a close second. I, I was going to
1: say, over the Banshee, interesting.
0: Yeah. I, it's about a draw. I think uh, production. I mean, there's 400 or let's see,
1: 248
0: serial numbers for Daylighter now, uh, but that also includes Arcturus. So that's um, oh right, we, we that we give it the same family serial number. Um, and there's 222 serial numbers for Banshee, but there's not really 222 Banshees. It's uh, after the cease and desist and all that worked itself out. We jumped up a certain from. I think like 125 to 200 for the, you know, this is the new series. Um, So there's probably, you know, two Daylighters for every Banshee, you know, somewhere along that line right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But last year, in the last year, I would say they're they're pretty neck and neck, popularity-wise. Gotcha. Um, You know, they just, you know. But yeah, it's been a good, it's been a really good guitar for us, Daylighter. Uh, Banshee 2, Starliner Arcturus, all of those have.
1: It's still my favorite. Daylighter Shape still my favorite. It, it, Yeah, it looks really cool. I, lo- I well, like it you. a lot. Yeah, I think actually I'm trying to remember what the first cower I seen was because I, I found you guys um, probably like a lot of people through Instagram. And, sure. And I'm trying to remember the first one I saw and I want to say I want to say it was one you built for Milkman. I think. Uh, yeah, could be. So he has a. He's got a Starliner.
0: I will say this. Yeah, that's right. He's got a Starliner. It's cool. Of all the guitars I own of mine have owned, I have a Starliner semi hollow that you will bury me with. It's the best guitar. It not. It's one of those things. It's hard to describe our best guitar without making the word some other ones sound worse somehow. It's (laughs) not that the other ones are worse. It's just. Sometimes, like, that plus or minus 5% stacks up a certain way, and that one is just a little bit more special than everything else. And it was the first hollow prototype, and I set the neck too low, um, so the bridge is kind of bottomed out, and I could never sell it. So it's pretty easy for me to keep it. There you go. Um, Yeah, Starliner is 100% an original coward design. I I will say that. That's one thing Starliner has over Daylighter. Daylighter obviously has, you know, a lot of Jazzmaster influence. The body's pretty close. It's a little tweaked, but, um, you know, pretty much straight on Jazzmaster mm-hmm. for the shape. Starliner is 100% my design, uh, for better or for worse. So, um, even though it's not quite as popular as Daylighter, it's still pretty special to me in that regard. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Tim's got a uh, Starliner standard, the Surf Blue Metallic. Pearl. Oh, that's,
1: yep, it's all coming yep. back to me now. Yep. That thing, mm-hmm.
0: That was a mm. cool guitar.
1: <laughs> that was a super cool guitar. Man. I'm I uh, yeah. That that's the one. I remember it now. Ah. it makes, <laughs> makes me warm inside to think about that one. I loved that thing. That
0: one was funny too, because it it I painted it that color and then I really struggled with what to finish it up with. And because it, it was router for P nineties, and I was like, man, I just the black P nineties just don't pop off this top right. And then
1: right. Tim's like,
0: Oh, can you get Get chrome ones, and I was like, well, the only chrome covers I've ever used are the all-parts ones, and they're that chromed plastic, which is horrible. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll get some, and they were out of stock. So I googled it, and WD Music had them, and I didn't know until I got them, the WD Music covers are real metal. They're, they're, their nickel covers are legit nickel covers, and they look way better. Um, and so it kind of worked, like, had that not happened... or if it happened at any other time, it probably wouldn't come out as good as that guitar had. Like the Bigsby and the nickel
1: P90 covers was like, that's the combo. Mm -hmm. Um, That
0: thing looks great. So worked out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very much that I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to go back in and grab that picture and use that as the, sure. The announcement for this episode when, when it, when it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I I roll.
0: 3000 photos ago on Instagram at this point.
1: (laughs) I can, Hey, I don't, I can dig. I can dig deep. <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> sounds That's really creepy. Don't, don't worry. Exterior. I've been. I, don't worry. I can creep on Instagram better than anyone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Where's my white van? Gee whiz.
0: Paul and I have been experimenting with UV curable finish, and Paul's been doing a lot of the uh, um, waving the magic UV wand over it, which we just basically shorthanded as flashing. And uh, yesterday I was like, man – Paul's got so much flashy, and that we're gonna have to go by the his the name is the ladies' column, and Andrew's like, What's, what what a ladies' call him? He's like, hey you behind the bushes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez oh, yeah. And we, and, we and we the, well here for for <laughs> everyone who doesn't know, we are speaking of Paul Roney, who shares oh yeah, yeah uh, who shares <laughs> the shop space with Mister Cower down there. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been on he's been on the show before, uh, so yeah. Anyway, now I got sidetracked. I had something lined up. Oh yeah, if I don't know if you can talk about this or want to, and I I don't mean to bring up bad things, but sure. I don't really know. Um, you've mentioned the cease and desist a couple times to me, and I actually sure. don't really know anything about that. I also yeah. don't know how much you can tell me about it. So, um, uh,
0: no, I can I can talk about it. I you know, I, it's resolved at this point. So banshee. Predates Cowar guitars, you know, as a business. I mm-hmm. I built some Firebirds for fun. It was one of the guitars that I, I would say, was the first guitar I ever built, truly from scratch. You know, fretboard, body, carved the neck, all of it. Um, mostly because it's neck through, so you basically you're you're all in, right? Um, and and it was a lot of things. I I, I always loved. I not no offense to Strat Tele Les Paul people, but if I ever see. I, if I never saw another Telecaster, Strat, or Les Paul in my life, I'd be a happy man. You know, I just don't care anymore. You know, there's just... There, I get it, and I played Strats until I built my very first Banshee, essentially. Um, you know, and I just I just kind of like off-the-beaten-path stuff more these days. And, that, and that's a lot of the beauty of the boutique thing. Like, I don't care about somebody else's Strat. I'd rather see somebody else's original work. Um, and so, so I kind of built those for fun. And then we started doing daylighters, and a couple years into it, people started catching on that I used to make those things. And I kind of didn't want to do it because I knew eventually we were going to end up in this boat that we did. Uh, But we started doing them, and I had looked into it years ago, and this is kind of what saved my butt. Um, Gibson hadn't filed a trademark on anything for a Firebird, headstock, body shape, none of it. Um, There was no trademarks like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I actually have an email timestamp with our lawyer to that exact line that, that we had looked into it. So uh, we started doing them more and more, and we met Scott Holiday from Rival Sons. And well, actually, a f- customer of mine's like, Man, you gotta check this guy out. You'd love this band. He plays a firebird. You should talk to him. And it's like four or five years ago now. And so we managed to find him through our friends Blake and Holly at Gear because um, they had done uh, back when it was what's that dude play, they done an interview with Scott. So he hooked me up with Scott. And I sent him an email I was like, "Hey, I really love what you guys are doing, and and uh, you know I'd love to talk to you about having you play one of our banshees." And I get an email back like thirty minutes later, and it was Scott. He was all excited about. it. He goes, "Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I I wanted to buy one of your banshees years ago, but I couldn't afford it, so I bought that Gibson Custom Shop Firebird and spent more money making that thing be what I wanted it to be." Then if I had just bought one of yours, I would love to work with you. And I was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we we did those, and then basically, you know, I'm not going to put myself out too far here. I think what really boiled down to is Gibson wanted Scott as an endorser, and he told them no, and we got the short end of the stick, uh, and ah. and which is fine. And I actually, you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to come off like you know, oh god, Gibson, Gibson bullied us on this. Um, they filed a trademark on all their stuff three years ago. Now, the legality of that is in debate. Their lawsuit with Paul Reed Smith uh, basically sets the precedent that you can't come to something 55 years after you made it originally and trademark it. It's a tough titties for that thing. Right. Um, but – well, let me rephrase that. You can trademark it. It just is not going to maybe stand up to, in court uh, if people gotcha. are going to fight it long enough. So – uh had they come after me earlier in Banshee's history, we might not have fought for it. But uh, we basically, they sent me a cease and desist, and I was very happy to get it because it finally let me take that guitar and turn it into what I really wanted, um, and we never would have been able to do that had they not sent it to me because everyone would still be like, well, I want the original shape, and we we wanted to change that guitar up quite a bit, um, and... Basically, it went on for about a year, but we finally got it worked out and, and turned out to be pretty amicable on both sides. And I got to redesign it to be, yeah, still, you know, obviously got a fair amount of influence of that design, but it's our thing now. That doesn't share any common points uh, with the original. Uh, every corner of that guitar is different. The waistline is different. The cutaways are different. Uh, our headstock's different. The control placements are different. It's a different pickguard shape. Uh, the neck joint's different. Everything's different. Um, And so we, and, and that was kind of when we had to go back and forth with Gibson. Part of our goodwill, why this ended pretty well, is that time stamped email to say, hey, look, we looked into this. We didn't know you had filed after we looked into it. You know, we, as soon as we got a cease and desist, we shut it down immediately. You know, my client's done us, we've done everything we can to make this work for everybody involved. So uh, it actually ended up okay. Uh, and I, I, much prefer my version now when we hang it there's a couple of you know my personal prototype you know ish banshees that I built before the business that are still around and when you hang them side by side I like our much version much more uh, so works out for me
1: <laughs> yeah well there you go well I'm glad it, I'm glad it was one of those all all's well that ends well type of thing
0: yeah so. it was just expensive and a year and a half of drama but
1: it was worth it you know I'm, I don't mind in the long run Nice nice you something you said uh, a little bit uh, kind of tick something in my brain you said the neck joint is different how um, it's still a,
0: well it's still a neck through it's more where the neck meets where the transition from body to neck happens um, it's cut much differently than the the original gotcha um, yeah it's, it's uh, the joint itself there's no change to the joint because it's still neck through itself but uh, um, just the
1: where it meets up is different. Okay, okay, gotcha. I was, I was like, how do you make a different neck through? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, got me on a technicality there. I was like, there's <laughs> magic. There's magic <laughs> happening over there. They created a different system somehow. Oh, I, I got gotcha. you. I follow you now. Sure, cool. nice man. So, you obviously, you, you, you were talking about you like the off the beaten path stuff a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, what like? do you pretty much exclusively play your own stuff these days or, uh, <laughs> uh, or, or uh, what do you think?
0: I would play lots of people's stuff if I didn't do this for a living and I could afford it. Um, I have a coal on the eventual order list, um, which I am a huge fan of Saul's work. Frankly, 90% of our pick guards are accidental rip offs of Saul's work. Um, so, but he's getting a Banshee and I'm getting a coal eventually. It's kind of, you know, he's getting nice. a Banshee eventually. Yeah. When it's friend-to-friend trade stuff, it's kind of like when we both have time and neither of us ever have time, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, same thing with Nick Huber, who uh, is one of the guys, the earliest people I ever met in this business and who has been unbelievably supportive of me and our guitars. He's got a Banshee, and eventually I'll get a Huber at some point, too. Um You know, it's the same. boy I told me he's got ten years, Uh, so (laughs) I think we're only at year two right now. So that's okay. Uh, I have a Roni Marquee, um, and I can actually legitimately say this is probably the first guitar I ever kind of paid for um, in I don't know ten or fifteen years now. Since I mean, uh, it's the it was one that he it was the very first Marquee he built, and I always loved it, and it popped up on Reverb um and actually a customer of mine hipped me to it on reverb asking me about it and i kind of swooped in underneath them and uh made a deal to grab that thing
1: and uh, well, that so was- yeah
0: <laughs> so a I,
1: former I, I, customer
0: he, well yeah it, <laughs> yeah well i made it up for him in uh, regards for the next guitar he was looking at from ours so everybody oh, was go. okay on that but yeah i i had a snag that thing i absolutely adore that guitar so it's the first non-coward. I mean, I still have guitars I bought before the business, but yeah, I, I, there's tons of guitars I would love to play. I, um, Frankly, I don't have time to play my own either, so uh, it's not like anybody's getting to the short end of the stick here, but I would love to own a Springer, uh, a Cole, a Huber, uh, uh, one of Sam Evans from Cardinal Instruments. I'd love to own one of his. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's tons of my, and it's one of these lists that I can't make the list without leaving somebody out by accident, and making them feel offended. There's, there's tons. Um, I, 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 I would love to own all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, and if I was a teacher, I probably could afford to. <laughs> 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 it's funny because I, you know, I, I have a lot of amps, and and we do a lot of amp and tr- guitar trades with friends of mine. I have a Milkman, you know, uh, Benson, and a bunch of satellites. Adam is one of my favorite people on earth um and and josh at jhs has i'm looking at his his second guitar on the wall here right now uh brad from mojo you know uh, Earthquaker quicker guys so i have lots of that stuff but like it's kind of funny like we do all these trades but guitar to guitar builder is not always as much um, which is kind of a shame um mostly because probably none of us have time to play guitar uh, so it's kind of lower priority <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice yeah. nice nice good times uh, let's see well you kind of just listed a bunch of stuff i was gonna say um and well since you don't really have time to play this question is a little bit null and void but if you were to go play say a gig or something sure what would your rig look like uh right now uh the local jam that i go out to
0: from time to time is usually my Starliner. the next time i go out, it'll be that marquee because i i just got that thing pretty recently i haven't been out with it yet um Amps vary. Uh, The Benson's the newest, so I've been taking that out a lot lately. Um, My rotation is pretty solid between either my Benson, my Milkman, or my Sam amp. Um, Just because they're, for the jam night stuff, they're the perfect rigs for that. I would bring my satellites if I could get away with the volume, uh, but all my satellites are much too rude for that. Um, They're amazing amps, and I happily annoy my neighborhood with them. (laughs) Um, but right now it's probably my, my Benson and my, my Starliner semi hall is kind of my go-to rig. Nice. Um, and then my pedal board mixes up from time to time, but, um, you know, I've got a flint and a Lex on there that's permanently attached. And, uh, my all time favorite pedal of all time is my Electro Harmonix C9, um, where I get to annoy everyone by pretending to be an organ player that I really want to be. <laughs> um, I would much rather play organ than play guitar if I had any left hand right hand coordination. Um, uh, you know, and then uh I don't know. I think at any given point on my pedal board there's like four overdrives and four fuzz pedals and uh that's oh, it. Yeah. You know, uh, that's like my I don't have any delays. Well, I have a deco, but I use it mostly for the saturation side, so it's sort of half counts. Um, you know, like you know, overdrives and fuzzes, that's my wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> Let's talk fuzz. Let's oh, talk fuzz. Man. You're ta- You're you're speaking to the right man to talk about fuzz. So
0: I yeah, I, and it's funny because I have kind of a love hate with fuzzes. I've had a lot of fuzzes I don't like as much as I want to like. My all time all time is uh, my Mojo Hand BMP one, uh, which is I would assume a muff of some sort, and it's phenomenal. I, I that's another. You're gonna bury me with that pedal thing. I I adore that one. Um, Solid Gold Effects just sent me their new one, uh, which I love. I really like yep. it, and uh, it was really kind of them to send me one. Um, is that the uh, Sessori? Yep, yep. That, thing is mm, great. that thing's great. I thing's fantastic. I have a Colossus by Mojo Handle. Brad builds my favorite fuzzes for some. Like I have JHS fuzzes, and I have Earthquakers, and and Brad's are just. It's the same as describing that guitar. It's it's hard to say his are better. They're just for some reason I like them a little bit more. Um, but I have like a Firefly and a, and a bunch of JHS fuzzes, and they're all phenomenal too. But um, that that Colossus and that BMP one are just my favorites. Uh,
1: they're so good. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. All right. Well, we've talked fuzz. That's that's a short conversation on fuzz. I thought we could just go on. I like. Do you have like certain style? Are you a big muff man? Like do you? Have I a I think style? I am
0: at heart. I think that's that's what it comes down to. Is I I tend to like. Muff style fuzzes the most. I, I, of all the ones I've had, it seems to be that realm of the spectrum is, is my favorite. Um, I would love to build a fuzz where you could dial. Like it was almost, I don't know if you would use a blend pot or that you could basically (laughs) split the lows and the highs separately. Um, and dial them in more or less separately, you know, like against the dry signal. Um, because that's the one thing. Like sometimes I have a tricky time with fuzzes balancing that act. Like they'll they'll just drive the bottom end too hard, or or you know sometimes I like I like a big fuzzy raunchy bottom end, but not as much up top. Um, so that would be cool if I could. If somebody wants to build that, um, they would certainly
1: have me for a customer. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like you would like a like a, a big muff with like an active EQ circuit in there or so-
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think either that or, or like I said, you could just feed the dry signal back in, you know, on top or on bottom independently. Um, I don't know. Somebody smarter than me can figure it out. I don't, you know. I build guitars. I just make things out of wood and uh, stick to very simple circuits in them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a like a preferred? Um, pickup, and, and electronics combination in your guitars? Uh,
0: sometimes. I think sometimes I go through phases for years.
1: Um,
0: I, you know, our, our humbuckers and P90s, for all cowers, are wound specifically for us by Wolf Tone, um, and, and they're unbelievably great, and they're unbelievably consistent. You know, I, I've, I've had so many pickups from Wolf, and I've never had one that didn't sound right um i i find these days i tend to be mostly just playing humbucker stuff um i went through a phase for years where i was pretty much only playing p90 stuff and uh i don't know i'm just kind of out of it for right now I, I i my favorite stuff tends to be humbuckers though i would say for off the beaten path stuff my probably all-time favorite pickup right now my two favorites is either lawler's charlie uh three favorites i'll give you three lawler's okay. charlie christians are fantastic Mm -hmm. And Lawler's Regal, which is their wide range, is quickly becoming my favorite pickup all around right now. We've been doing a ton of archers with those, and they're great. Uh, I really like the Roadhouse KT100s. They're they're my all time favorite mini sized humbuck or pickup. They're uh, Mm -hmm. they're still a single coil. They're I don't know how close if they're based on the the Supro stuff that Ken does or if they're totally. I think they're totally his own design um we've been doing a lot of banshees with them lately because i just really like them they're almost a perfect middle between a 90 and a, and a firebird mini um which makes me happy and uh, so i really like those um tv jones powertrons and we do that a lot powertron powertron plus combo and i even talked to tom a while i was like i don't know what you guys are doing but the last few months have been slightly better than normal and they've been the best sounding pickups I've ever heard. Um, even eclipsing out our humbuckers lately. Like I just, I don't know if it's just I'm in the right mood for them. They they seem to be the best pickup for Banshee. Like every time we do a Banshee with those pickups, it's my favorite Banshee. Um, and that's what's in two of the three of Scott Holliday's Banshees. And uh, uh, yeah, I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, for what's <laughs> so say at yeah. my house, uh, it's pretty much all humbucker stuff right now. Um that's my personal guitars, but I am kind of thinking about putting those powertrons in that Oceana marquee that I got from uh well that that Paul built. Um it's got the mm-hmm. Roadhouse Vista Tones in it right now, the Supros. Mm-hmm. Um which I really, really like too. But uh I kinda wanna hear those trons in that guitar. I think that might be amazing. Um that's I, a,
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, the Vista Tones. Um I'm supposed to go over to, to Ken's uh Sure. He's, he's here in Portland. I'm supposed yep. to go over there and uh, try out a bunch of stuff. I'm supposed to email him. Oops. I, well, I, I love I tones. <laughs> I,
0: I really like Ken's... Like when, when Paul first started using Ken and um, his pickups, like like Paul was really into the really low output humbuckers from, from Ken. And, and I got it, but as a builder from a business point of view, I thought they were a horrible decision um, to put in a guitar because they're a pickup you have to explain to somebody. Um... Like, they're really cool and they sound great. But if you pick that guitar up off the wall at a guitar store and plugged it in, you'd be like, Why does this thing have such low output? Like, you wouldn't get it. Um, and so, from a business point of view, that's a tough sell. Um, if somebody knows it and asks for it specifically, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to start getting into Ken's stuff through Paul, the Supro bass stuffed, and then the KT100s and the Vista, you know, all that stuff, those are my favorites. Those are great pickups. And so, I, I, I kind of like that Ken has really made a name for himself doing some of the off the beaten path pickups because it's nice to have a good consistent source for some new stuff like especially i mean you follow our instagram account i mean how much stuff have you seen in the last four or five months it's been gold foils kt100s yep uh, you know regals uh kind of really outside the norm of the humbucker p90 stuff we've been doing for the last you know eight years um so that's been nice you know and and like I said, I mean that K T one hundred to Ken's is I think is his best pickup by far. That pickup's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta try that. I'm I'm super jazzed to try him out. I, I need to hurry up because Paul's gonna be wondering what he's gonna stick in that Oceana. <laughs> and so I'm gonna have to say uh, I I don't haven't gone over there yet. So yeah, no, I need to get on over there so I can because I was like I'm gonna go over to Ken's and I'm gonna pick one because I guarantee there's gonna be something out of that batch I like. I'm yeah you know, based on description I'm leaning towards Vista Tones. Um, sure, but you know that could easily change when I yep. go over there and play. They're all, all of them, so they're really great. Yeah,
0: that's the thing about Arcturus. That's where we've been having. A lot of fun with Arcturus this year is I intentionally anything I do with a pickguard I put the biggest route I possibly can um, under that pickguard so that you can keep your options open but up until Arcturus we never had a model with a true bathtub route Um, and Arcturus I designed intentionally for that I mean you know I wanted to have a bigger pickguard than anything else we make and I wanted to be able to say okay you know today I feel like putting Charlie Christians in and tomorrow I feel like putting wide ranges in this guitar and, and so we've got to do a lot of pickups that we haven't done lately um, or hadn't done historically, um, especially wide ranges. And it's been a lot of fun for that. And it's opened up a lot of possibilities that I probably hadn't, con- not hadn't, that I wouldn't be able to consider um, like on a Starliner carved top or a, you know, a, a Daylighter carve top where you don't have the footprint to try out a bunch of things. Um, you know, so it's been a lot of fun for that. And, and, that's where I have, you know, that's why I'm having a hard time picking down my favorite favorite combo right now because uh, the one upside to building guitars for a living, you're poor and you work a lot, but you get to play a lot of guitars. <laughs> <laughs> you get to play a lot of guitars and a lot of combinations that you maybe wouldn't consider. And uh, uh, we did one, we did an arcturus for a customer um, real recently. He wanted unpotted supertrons from TV Jones. And that might have been the best sounding art of of all time. That guitar was really sad to ship out. This thing is great. Uh, there's so many good pickups out there. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, that's why I don't have a problem with the bathtub route. I like options. I'm good with yeah. soldering iron. I can make another pick
1: guard. <laughs> <laughs> You've made a pick guard or two in your life. Yeah. Just you, know, a you know how this works. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. You, you mentioned the wide rangers a couple times. Um uh I never me- I messed with the fake wide rangers, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that, that are just um the their regular humbucker with the wide range sure. cover on it. Um and I was like, no, whatever, they're they're fine. But um last year I got a uh seventy-four tele custom sure. um that had the, the vintage, the original wide range in the neck yep. yeah in the in the neck. And it was like that is my absolute Favorite guitar that I own sure. right now for um clean, yep playing. It's I put it in the middle position, dial back the neck pickup slightly volume wise, and it's just sure. like the prettiest sounding thing. I'm just in love they're, with with wide rangers really right cool. now.
0: I, now I don't know if the Lawler Regals are. I don't think they use the same because I know the, the original wide Rangers had that really funky magnet, and I'm not entirely sure if the, the Lawlers do. But whatever they're doing with that
1: pickup, I don't care. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, they they don't, and and there's only one company out there that that does right now. Yeah, um, but pretty much that everyone, and the the reason is because that magnet is ridiculous expensive. Yeah, um, and I, it doesn't thread well,
0: and yeah, I, it, I I know the the rationale behind it, and, and I don't care the whatever that. I think honestly, that's my favorite pickup from Lawler is the the, the Regal. It's really good.
1: Well, I think everybody, including Lawler, that is doing wide range reproductions now, except for Fender, for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, is has done their at, like. They take a vintage one and they go ha- get as absolutely as close as close as, as they can. can. Yep. yep. And from what I've heard from everyone who's played both, uh, tough to tell a difference. So, yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they you play it
0: and it's like, wow, this is what a Fender humbucker would sound like. I mean, it it's. It's still a humbucker and it's got the output that I love and it's quiet, but it's got Fender spank that no traditional you know humbucker of ours has, and it's um, it's really cool. That Banshee that we just did at the end of the last year, that was the first one we've done with wide ranges and the first Banshee with a mastery and stuff. That was a really fun guitar and that was a guitar that I was kind of sad to sell um, up until I got the check and then I was pretty happy again. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> but it was that uh, always helps, doesn't it? It
0: was a neat combination and I can't wait to do a few more of those this year. Uh, it was a neat kind of uh, Banner bird or I don't know what the hell we'll call it, you know, Banshee, uh, let's see, Banturus, I think that was the name we'd kind of given it, it was kind of half Arcturus, half Banshee, it right. was great, so, yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, I, I mean, I know Fender's just a business, and they're going to do whatever sells, and that's fine, but it makes me wonder, like, why, is, why has Fender not... Done what like Lawler's done or somebody else to try to recreate that pickup closer instead of just having this, you
0: know, this probably regular hubbucker. Or... That most people just don't know. Most people don't you know, if you knew the difference, you'd probably be putting your own pickups in anyway. So why well, that's true. from their end? And honestly, it's probably great for everybody else that don't. If they did, why you know, it would probably hurt everybody else's sales. So it's probably you know, why doesn't Gibson just build a firebird with P nineties in it? They would be like half our sales gone. <laughs> um, probably shouldn't have said that on the air. Uh oh, no. I mean, don't do that, Gibson. That's none of our sales. Uh, you know. <laughs> nobody even buys those. Nobody even
1: nobody would buy that. Why would Yeah. Gibson uh, yeah. Gibson, There's, please. You know.
0: They probably pay realistically, you know, Fender's probably paying, I don't know, a buck a pickup maybe, and they probably would cost them two bucks a pickup, which seems like a really cheap move until you times it by a few hundred thousand guitars and then yeah, I mean I get it. Um, yeah, well, it just you know. seems
1: like if they put it out like a, I'm well, here. I am giving. I need like Fender needs more money. But, yeah, uh, but it seems like they would sell if they did like their you know American Vintage reissue of those. Uh, you know the the sure. uh, tele the tele custom and the deluxe yep. and the thin line yep. whatever with the right pickup in it. People would just they would go crazy. People would they would sell thousands of those. And uh, I would think yeah. so. But but like I said, Fender, don't do that. We need. We'll have somebody else do it. Maybe Tower will come up with it. (laughs) No, no telling from us. We're we're good. No smellcasters. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You already mentioned that. Okay, fine. I don't. I Uh, I just don't. You know, (laughs) the world doesn't need another guy building a Telecaster. No, Um, I I totally get it. And you know, no. Like disrespect to guys that do build them, but I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You know, yeah, I I should probably caveat that I have lots of friends who make very good livings doing that, and I'm not gonna begrudge them for it. It's just not what I want to do. You know, I, I, I want to do something that nobody else has made within reason. You know, I don't need to be the next uh, Tyfel or you know anything like that. I'm not that creative, obviously, because my designs are not. (laughs) <laughs> not that wild, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to hang my hat on it with my name on and say, hey, you know, nobody else quite makes this thing. Uh, and then that way, when people complain about our prices, I'm like, well, nobody else quite makes this thing. So,
1: uh, <laughs> like, yeah, if that's what you want, then yep, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Go and get not her.
0: Like, not that I set our prices out of greed. I mean, our prices are determined mostly by what it takes to keep the doors open, but it certainly helps. Say, okay, well, you know. You want a twenty nine hundred dollar Arcturus and you don't want to pay twenty nine hundred bucks? Well, somebody else will make you something similar, but it's not going to be ours. It's
1: not going to be an Arcturus. Well, so. n- well, hold on though. But couldn't people just go on your website and fill out that form, and then and then <laughs> they'll get it for free, right? Oh yeah,
0: my thirty one question long artist form that <laughs> sends their email directly to my <laughs> trash folder anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was yes, one. So you can of, that's fill one. Fill that my, out all you want.
0: <laughs> I, I did. I did. I filled it out. And I, I remember and I, yours. Actually, it doesn't quite go straight to trash, but yeah, I do remember yours. Yours was quite entertaining.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I immediately uh, texted my buddy Leon and was like, "Dude, go on Cowher's website and fill their form out." He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I don't understand." I was like, "Just go on there and fill the form out, okay?" You'll, for, you'll be glad for you people did. who
0: haven't used it. What we're talking about is okay. So. When you're in this business... Don't tell them what happens. Okay, well, (laughs) when you're in this business, everybody, you start getting emails from about day one from people who just want, who think they deserve a free guitar. Uh, And no matter how many times it says on our website, we don't give away guitars for free, that every single person on our website who's an artist listed on there has paid for their guitar. Um, At least their first one. Uh, Don't ask us, don't email us. Certainly, if you're going to email us, Don't make me Google you uh, and figure out who you are. At least try to give me some information. Um, So as a punishment now, if you want to use our artist inquiry form, there's 30 required questions, and they're dumb questions. Um, So please feel free to fill one out. (laughs) Um, It's highly entertaining to us, and uh, you probably will not get a reply. It even tells you before you start, we're probably not even going to reply to this. Um, But we still get them. I, I still get at least a couple a week. Uh, <laughs> guys, and my uh, answer is always the same. Want to become a cower artist? Buy a cower, and we'll talk. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> I do uh, want to encourage everyone to go on the website and fill up that form. Uh, there is a little treat at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. We there, did give a, a little. We did give you a little reward at the end to make it worth it.
1: It is definitely worth it. I um, I was trying to get a free cower, and I went in there and, <laughs> I, and I filled it out. And I didn't get a free hour. I did not. But what I did come away with was a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful yeah. thing. So I want to encourage f- everyone to to go check that out. My favorite
0: time this happened, oh, God, I forgot about this till really recently. About three years ago, I was just about to go to bed. It's like 1030 at night, uh, which doesn't sound late to anyone without kids, but it's late. Uh, and my phone rang, my cell phone, which, which – it's not the business phone number, but it rings my cell phone, too. Um, and I saw that it was a business call. I'm like, who the hell is calling me at 1030 at night? And I was like, oh, Teresa. And my wife's like, oh, just let me go to voicemail. I'm like, no, I want to find out who this is. Uh, <laughs> so I picked up the phone, and it was clearly a kid called me wanting to find out if we did endorsements. And, like, I, I, if this had happened – and I, okay, It was like a kid who was probably maybe 14. Like you could just tell over the phone. And if his mom had come in the room and said, Timmy, who are you talking to at 1030 at night? Oh, I forgot. It was a New York phone number. So it was like 130 in the morning. morning. (laughs) If his mom had – if I had heard that over the phone, I would have given that kid a guitar because it would have made my – it would have made me laugh so hard. Instead of being just annoyed that he called me at 10.30 at night. Like, I know that's what happened. I know that if we had talked two more minutes, his mom would have come in and interrupted that phone call. And, and I would have paid – I would have given him a guitar if she had done – if it was on a landline and she had picked up the phone. That would have been even better. Like old school. That would have been amazing. Yeah, it was – that was so funny. I was so mad. But when I hung up the phone, I couldn't help it. I just laughed my ass off for that. It was really great. What uh, did he say? I can't even remember. He was just like, I'm in this band, and we're playing gigs. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, buddy. Uh, don't call me at 1030 at night. That will probably get you a lot further than this conversation will. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to be a jerk about it, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this should be an email. I never heard from him again. Um, yeah. Because his, of, maybe his mom probably told him to get off the phone. And- yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that was that. That one was really entertaining, and, and then I learned quickly to how to set my work phone number to not ring past
1: a certain time. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but, how am I gonna call the shop at one thirty? Oh morning, my God. That, was,
0: that's the thing, like you know, because I don't want people to think we have a bad idea. We really immensely appreciate our artists. It's really important to us. It's important to everybody, but legitimately, artists or some artists sell guitars for us. Most don't. And and even then, we couldn't survive on any single artist's sales. It's a couple guitars a year, realistically. Um, The reason why we don't do free guitars is, A, we can't afford it. B, I don't want someone playing my product because it was free. I want someone playing my product because they want to play it. They're willing to spend their money to play it because it's not fair to everybody else who has to save up for a year or two years or three years to buy one of my guitars that they had to work for it. And some guy who thinks he's entitled to it, who legitimately, if you were big enough to to get a free guitar from us, you can afford it. You know, if, if, <laughs> Right. If, you know, If you're that big, you can afford one of our guitars. We're not that expensive. Um, this, it's not this fair to everybody topic, else. Uh,
1: this, this topic keeps coming up. Again and again, yeah. It's a this have, industry. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I think you've read. Yeah, you, I'm. I don't need to plug this article anymore. But I'm. I since we're talking about it, I sure. wrote, Yeah I wrote that blog post because. Yep. Because of these conversations, and I'm like, I can't believe that this is like a an epidemic, and uh yeah. and anyway. People have heard me complain and whine about it on this podcast before, so I'll try not to.
0: <laughs> yeah, the oatmeal nailed it the best. The, the comic, the oatmeal, they put up a comic a while back, and it went everywhere in this industry because we all knew it really well. Mm-hmm. I where, know what you're talking about. Yeah, about graphic artists getting paid an exposure, and then they go try to buy a hot dog, and the guy's like, I don't get paid in exposure. Uh, you pay for a hot dog with cash. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's right. the yeah. same thing in this business. <laughs> my landlords don't care who's playing my guitars. They want to check uh and yeah. they want that check before the 10th of every month period uh you know and so it's just i we had an artist who wanted a band and i know like it was very easy for like we always were kind of we never really would do a free guitar for somebody but i had worked out a deal with one of our dealers who really wanted us to do a guitar for one of an artist a, a pretty big artist who's also a good friend of his and it quickly snowballed into a bunch of things that i wouldn't do for any paying customer And then he complained that it wasn't moving fast enough. And I was like, I'm out. I'm not doing it for you. I'm done. And it was the exact same epiphany. I'm like, why is Timmy, who's calling, you know, mommy's going to be mad at him for calling me and spending his money with me, uh, who's saved up and worked a paper route for three years to buy a a guitar for me. Why am I not working on his guitar right now? Why am I working on the guitar that I'm not getting paid to work on? Uh, It's not fair. And so for
1: somebody who apparently doesn't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I was like, I'm out. I'm in, and, and I wasn't, I don't want to do this stuff for you anyway. I wouldn't do it for anybody, uh, who was paying regardless. I just don't want to do this guitar. And, you know, in any business saying no is something that is hard to do at first. And then the more you do it, the better off you realize you are immediate. Like it's just always better to say no. Um, and, and, I, you know, I get requests all the time, and I'm like, no, I just don't want to do that. Or Why not? I'm like, because I don't I want to do it means I'm not going to actually work on it, which means your guitar is going to be late. Then you're going to be mad at me. Then you're never going to be happy when it does show up late because I didn't want to work on it in the first place. Um, so no, I just don't want to do leopard print metal flake. I'm not interested in that or whatever. What? You know, whatever oddball request. Actually, I would totally do leopard print metal flake. Um, I was going to say that <laughs> but, sounds like something you would yeah, do. Uh, I would totally do that, but you know, I, I get some oddball requests that I'm like. We get requests for banshees a lot, and banshees are not only a difficult guitar to build; it's very thin. Um, so most of the requests for like trims and floyds and Sustaniacs, or they don't fit, or I just don't want to do them. Like you know, there's no room for push pull pots. There's no room for a trim. There's, it is what it is. This is the version we make, and that's the only version of it. So, uh, <laughs> but
1: then you get the you get why? But why? Yeah. Yeah. Why, there was one guy
0: who's really very particular in his specs and and I told him exactly that. I just don't want to build this. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to build it and then I'm not going to work on it and then you're going to be mad because I'm not working on it. So, let's just cut this off at the head and just say no thanks. And he was like, "Oh, I understand that. That's fine." I'm like, good cuz I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. Well, there's somebody who'll build it for you. Yep. Exactly. Yep, there's plenty so- of guys who build guitars. It's just not going to be
1: me. So. <laughs> but he wanted it to say cower on it now he's going to pirate your logo and you're going <coughs> to one of these things again Jeez.
0: yeah that's all right <laughs> whatever paul and i were joking about that yesterday and and i'm going to start building phonies and uh <laughs> and it'll be great I'm gonna, I'm gonna start ripping paul off and, uh, it'll be fantastic <laughs> Und- undercutting them <laughs> undercutting them like, okay oh, hey, no, check out this four times as much i'm gonna be super you're gonna want that phony Oh, the uh, phony! Like, man, te- it, check
1: out this brociana. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, sign me, sign me up for a phony brociana, man. Oh I'll, man,
0: when there's a phony o- a brociana from China, I'm gonna be. So, that's
1: when Paul's gonna know he made it. Um, that'll be perfect. <laughs> I mean that that's really gonna that'll that you know on one hand that that would really be dumb, but on the one hand that would be so funny.
0: There's a website that advertises fake cowers. Uh, oh, there China. is? Yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen if they've made one. They just stole our pictures and said they would make it. Um, I can't remember what it's they, – they, it's one of the bigger – they do a bunch of fake signature ones and stuff for other – I just can't remember what it is. And and uh, like the best part is they stole an eBay listing from a dealer who's no longer a dealer of ours. And the best part about it and the reason I know that is because only was it their pictures, but they had copied the wrong description. <laughs> on the ebay listing so the chinese copied the wrong description the chinese website copied yeah. the wrong description and it was it was yeah it's yeah it was really funny and it wasn't even like they mixed up a cower model it was like they posted a cower and a nags on their ebay store at the same time and they I don't know if they just said make another post and then they forgot to update the description but it was like a description was was like a nags and then uh it was our guitar and I was like hmm interesting
1: <laughs> so this is, a, <laughs> this is- <laughs> like I'm trying to come up with like a a uh, an uh, how that not a, not a not an acronym, but uh, you know how there's Chibsons. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a a shower or. A, oh, it'd know, be a caver. Know. It'd be a caver for sure. K a
0: b e r. That's <laughs> the most commonly sp- misspelling of my last name ever. I mean, it's because I have bad handwriting. Um, it, it would definitely be a caver. A caver. A yep. A
1: caver guitar plus from China. Real yep. real nice sound. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> the caver moonlighter probably <laughs> oh uh, yeah. man that's great i'm kind of
0: amazed that i think the only document i've ever had that has my name spelled correctly in an official sense was surprisingly my high school diploma not my social Kane. security card that was spelled wrong not not yeah i've had all kinds of wrong ones but that one and it usually caver that's the, usually the one
1: <laughs> nice, nice
0: man. I should probably go buy Caver guitars tonight. Now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> Caver
1: guitar. Oh man, but there probably is some builder somewhere named Caver, and he's like, "Oh, why is this, this man, why is this Caver guy taking all my traffic?" There's so many. Okay,
0: we we've been contemplating doing something new, and and possibly bringing it out under a new brand name. And uh, it made me realize how hard it is to find a guitar name at this point that's not taken. Like Cower, uh, you know, I'm the most famous Cower in America, I would assume, at this point, according to Google. Uh, It's just a very uncommon name in, in, even in Germany where it's from, it's not all that common. Uh, You know, and and so that was fine. And then our, our model names came after steam engines, which if you live in Sacramento, it's pretty hard not to be obsessed with trains. Uh, and I love trains, so that was fine, uh, and then I tried to come up with something new, and I was like, man, I was like, it, it was so bad, the name that we decided on, I didn't even bother to Google it for three months, or, or the last couple months, while we've been kind of kicking this idea around, and I was like, oh, I should probably look up and see if that name's, like, I had emailed my web guy, I was like, hey, can you buy this domain name for me in case we use it, he's like, did you bother to look and see if it was, I was like, no, he's like, it's in use, I'm like, ah, oh, dang it, and then, then I was like, 30 times in a row, I kept coming up with names. of like, there are too many. It's like the rent's too damn high guy. There's too many damn <laughs> guitar builders. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Now I feel for it. That's why we all use our last name. Uh, you know, well, at least for some of us, our last names are fairly unique. Um, you know, I was like, ah, oh, it's so hard. There's so many of us now. <laughs> right. <laughs> the best part the-, is the original name that I wanted – was taken by a guy that's like 20 minutes from here, and I never knew he existed. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wonder if he's using that name. Nah, I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice, It'd man. Hard to come up with a new, it's really hard. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on that thing too much. But yeah, that's something that we've been looking at, and uh, hasn't gotten off the ground stage yet, part because of, of the name such a
1: pain. Yeah, I I I can actually really relate, and I I went through a similar struggle uh, here lately, and um, yeah, you, I'll have to. It's it's not ready for the unveiling yet. But, sure. Uh, uh, when it is, people will understand why I went the way I went. You know, but... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I feel
1: you. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> <clears throat> it's still good. It's still good. It just uh, yep. It it's just it just I was like nipping this this thing in the bud and I just knew that the the Oh yeah this is making for really great podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh this thingy that, that's coming out uh just it just made it substantially easier and no less cool. So yep. that's why Perfect. I did it. Yep. <laughs> so you got another question for me? Um well I was just looking at the time. We have uh cracked that hour mark and so sure. I was going to say um if you have anything you'd like to shamelessly plug, no. website, social media, blah blah blah, so on and so oh, forth, I now is the time to do it. I'm sorry, I, I've lost you for a second there, buddy. Oh, I said, oh, sorry, I I said, uh, if if you have anything you want to shamelessly plug, like website, social media, all that oh, good yeah. stuff, well, now is the time obviously. to do it.
0: Kawer Guitars is the place to go. Uh, <laughs> it will be maybe tomorrow at least, but uh, yeah, I mean it's just k a u e r guitars dot com and, and Instagram is Kawer Guitars and Twitter's Kawer Guitars and uh, our Google Plus is probably Kawer Guitars. I haven't been there in like a decade and uh, Facebook's Kawer Guitars still? and yeah, I get I don't know I still get emails from it from time to time, but I I never figured it out in the first place, but um, yeah, you know I'm I'm. I'm around. I'm. I'm like I said. I'm the most famous coward in America, according to Google, <laughs> um, which probably annoys my brother, who's probably. Well, yeah, he's probably a close second. Um, he's cl- he's he's right on your heels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I doubt I'm the most famous car- coward in America, but if you do type "coward," you do find us pretty quick. So there you um, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, that's uh the longest rambling.
1: Probably three questions you've ever had answered in your life. <laughs> um, you'd be surprised. I actually, I actually. Now, I'm sorry, I, I should wrap this up, but I actually did do a podcast uh, interviewing mm-hmm. another guitar builder, where I didn't even get to ask my questions. Nice, we, that's we, the best we, kind. Yeah, we went on a, on so these random tangents. Uh, they were related, <laughs> but I was like, "You got to come back on." I didn't ask you any of my questions. He's like, "Oh, well, okay." <laughs> that makes it good well if the same boat happens
0: for me I promise I'll a lightning round it with you next time I will be much more succinct eh
1: the, the rambling's fun so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright man well I guess we'll I'll wrap this up in the way that I always do so for Doug Cower I'm Blake Weiland and all you all, all, you all out there good luck and good tones perfect alrighty folks that does it for today Um, as you can hear I have contracted the legendary Namthrax yes I have a cold I'm very plugged I apologize but while at Nam I did get a lot of great extra stuff including a interview with Paul Reed Smith some of you may have seen this already it's posted up on the 60 Cycle Hum YouTube page, or in their podcast feed. Uh, Ryan and I sat down with Paul, and uh, we uh, asked him the real hard-hitting questions, as you know I'm prone to do. So there's that coming. There's a podcast with Daniel Tayak of Salvage Custom, and also with Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum, and then I sat down with Lance Seymour of Gear Talk, and again Ryan was 60 Cycle Hum. He orchestrated this whole thing, and um, him and Steve led me through my first Nam uh, as a Nam Sherpas, if you will, because it's a quite a place to navigate if you've never been there before. So thanks to those guys for helping make my experience much much better. And if you're not listening to 60 Cycle Hum already. What's wrong with you? Go do it. Get over there and listen to their listen to their show. You like guitars, after all. Crying out loud. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, as always. And don't forget to head over to ToneMob.com and sign up for the email list. As you know and have heard before, there's all kinds of juicy stuff that happens over there that some people aren't privy to because they're not on the list. Get on the list. Get on the list. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company. And I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com slash StringJoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style. Again, the link for that is tonemob.com slash stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what?